I want you to imagine the following situation. As a doctor checks on his patients in the hospital, he notices that one of them is healing very slowly from a simple surgery he performed recently, which is pretty uncommon. So the clinician then jumps into the metaverse, going back in time to witness a previous abdominal surgery that that patient underwent. So he pulls up this surgical video to show the patient, and they both see that the area that's healing slowly had developed scar tissue from his former surgery. Then. A couple of weeks later, the patient seamlessly carries her personal data to a physical therapist who demonstrates exercises in an immersive environment simulating a tropical beach setting, which is amazing, right? And at the end of the session, the therapist fast forwards to the future to show the patient how she will be moving six weeks from that day. At the same time, imagine that another patient is having some side problems such as blurred vision and without knowing what it is about goes and visits an ophthalmologist, right? The ophthalmologist is not able to diagnose anything specific since, oddly enough, all the signs related to sight are doing well and the patient is then discharged without any clear diagnosis. But since her data is now on the blockchain, namely shared with other physicians that have been granted permission to that blockchain, so that it is without any privacy breach, another physician that has interacted with the patient in the past and has noticed muscle stiffness and spasm can easily link the two symptoms and, for instance, identify the possibility that the patient is in an early stage of multiple sclerosis. That is the fact of very easy to diagnose it's not easy to diagnose because the symptoms are disconnected from one another and usually are dispersed across the wide number of specialists. And I'm sure now you might be like, well, Andrea, how all of that is possible? How can you solve in minutes problems that the industry today takes weeks, if not months, to solve? And this sounds more like a fictional script from the Netflix Black Mirror series, right? But it is not. It is much more real than the Black Mirror, and it represents some of the real-world applications of Web3 technologies to the health sector. So let's go by step by step. First of all, what is Web3? Well, Web3 is considered by many the third iteration of the internet towards uh, which we're approaching thanks to its underlying new technologies and concepts, blockchain, metaverse, DAOs, digital twins, crypto, D-apps, which are decentralized apps, NFTs all powered by AI and machine learning and so on. So basically a new generation of internet services that are built on top of decentralized technologies. So how did we get here though? Let's look at the evolution of the web. Web 1.0 came with the birth of the internet and fundamentally digitized information, right? Submitting knowledge to the power of algorithm. And this phase came to be dominated by Google and making it read only for the most part. Now, Web 2.0 came with social media running mostly on smartphones and digitized people and subjected human behavior and relationships to the power of algorithms. And this phase came to be dominated by Facebook and made the internet not only a place to consume content, but also to create it. What about Web 3.0 then? This third phase will fundamentally digitize the rest of the world and render it in 3D. In Web 3.0, objects and places will be replicable and readable by machines and subject to the power of algorithms. And who will be the metaverse dominated by? Well, almost likely by anyone and no one at the same time, exactly because it is a decentralized web, as well as it will be a place for people to consume content, produce it, but most importantly, own it. It has certain characteristics, namely that it is decentralized, as we mentioned, immersive, namely it is 3D and not 2D as the internet is today, and persistent, namely things happen even while we're not online. 
And recent statistics show that the opportunity for companies to dive deep into the Web3 is huge. The global Web 3.0 market size reached $3.2 billion in 2021, and it's expected to register a compound annual growth rate of 43.7%, up until reaching $81.5 billion in 2030, according to a latest analysis by Emergent Research. As per some of its underlying technologies, such as the metaverse, the opportunity is very big as well. For instance, a new report by research firm Gartner predicts that by 2026, 25% of people will spend at least one hour per day in the metaverse for work, shopping, education, social, and entertainment. It's also expected that 30% of organizations in the world will have products and services ready for the metaverse by 2026. And when it comes to blockchain, although the financial sector accounts for more than 30% of the complete market value of that technology, actually market value that is poised to reach $67.4 billion by 2026, according to Markets and Markets, the value of the ecosystem has also begun to spread to other uh, sectors such as manufacturing, distribution and services and the public sector. Right, The intersection of blockchain and healthcare proves to be a promising market as well. Research by Grandview Research shows that the global blockchain technology in the healthcare market size was valued at $1.19 billion in 2021, and it is expected to expand at a compound annual growth rate of 68% from 2022 to 2030. So an increasing incidence of information leaks and data breaches, coupled with the rising requirements to curb these issues, are behind this market growth, right? Strategic initiatives uh, by key players, high demand to reduce drug counterfeiting, and the need for intelligent and efficient health data management systems are the major factors leading to the adoption of the technology. The truth is that although in healthcare, we might not be there yet when it comes to Web3 maturity, we see a strong acceleration of digital transformation in the sector. As a keynote speaker and researcher that works with most healthcare companies globally, including Siemens, Healthineers, Samsung, Bracco, Philips, Johnson & Johnson, and many others, I'm fully aware of the impact that digitalization is having on the healthcare industry, especially after COVID-19. According to the new Philips Future Health Index 2022 report, nearly 3,000 healthcare leaders across 15 countries revealed how they are harnessing the power of data and digital technology to address the biggest challenges after COVID. And according to the Accenture Digital Health Technology Vision 2021 report, 81% of healthcare executives say the pace of digital transformation for their organization is accelerating, and 93% report that they are innovating with a sense of urgency and call to action this year. And what is the key enabler of data in healthcare? Well, it is definitely the Internet of Things and related devices and stats show us that they are growing with a positive correlation to the wearable medical device market is expected to reach more than $27 billion by 2023, with a spectacular jump from almost $8 billion in 2017. But if we can agree that digital transformation in healthcare is underway at the moment and accelerated by COVID, we still have to admit that besides some timid but much needed experiments and pilot projects, the healthcare industry is not very clear yet about the potential impacts and opportunities of Web3 on its business. From using the metaverse from surgeries to using blockchain for supply chain transformation, from using NFTs to protect patients' data to decentralized autonomous organizations for research and innovation. Eventually helping to do what the industry really wants to do since its inception, which is pivoting from a reactive healthcare 
which is today's healthcare, to a much more proactive, predictive, and personalized healthcare, adding more value to the final patient. And this is why I've spent the last several weeks talking to experts from the biggest healthcare companies across the globe, and I've put together this podcast that describes what are the main impacts of Web3 technologies on the healthcare sector. Here's your host, Andrea Iaru speaking. I'm an Italian keynote speaker to more than 100 companies per year, focusing on digital transformation, leadership, innovation, and Web3, and a best-selling author of two books in Portuguese. I'm based out of New York City, and I worked over the last 10 years in Brazil as the head of Tinder and as chief digital officer at L'Oreal. I'm an economist specialized in behavioral science from Bocconi University. I hold a master's degree in international relations from Johns Hopkins, and I currently teach at the executive MBA at Fundação Don Cabral, the top executive business school in Latin America, according to the Financial Times ranking. And if you enjoy the podcast and want to get in touch, you can contact me at andreayaro.com or on LinkedIn, where I engage daily with my community of more than 60,000 followers with contents at the intersection of business, technology, behavioral science, and philosophy. So hit me up there. And the first pillar I want to talk about today is the metaverse for immersive telepresence. And I'm sure you're like, meta what? Or at least that was your reaction to Mark Zuckerberg's recent announcement of Facebook's rebranding to meta. At least that was mine. But interestingly enough, now we all talk about the metaverse thanks to that announcement. And although it is not really a new idea, we only recently are more able to better understand its implications for healthcare companies, especially for the way they conduct surgeries and interact with patients. But let's first understand what is the metaverse. The term was born from the junction of the Greek prefix meta, meaning beyond, and universe, and fundamentally is a virtual and collective shared space created by the convergence of virtually enhanced physical reality represented by digital twins, of which we'll talk about, and the virtual space that already permeates the physical world, in particular through augmented reality. So, confused? Uh, Think of it this way. Today, we're basically online when we access the internet, but with new devices, greater connectivity such as 5G and cutting-edge technologies, we will be online all the time in decentralized, immersive, and persistent worlds. And one of the great opportunities that the metaverse is providing to the health industry is to overall get closer to the patient in all its fronts, as well as to collaborate better. So let us start off from the use of AR and VR in healthcare, which is a first step towards a more immersive and persistent metaverse. Already in 2020, neurosurgeons at Johns Hopkins uh, performed the institution's first AR operation on living patients. A doctor used six screws to fuse three vertebrae in a patient's spine to cure persistent back pain, using a special headset by Israeli company Ogmetics. At the same time, VR proves to be a great technology to treat patients as well, because 10 years ago, telling people you could reduce their pain with a device similar to a video game would have garnered a lot of like blank stares. But today, VR proves to be a key technology, helping in pain management, for instance. In order to cure chronic pain, oftentimes VR is a safer, more efficient alternative to drugs like opioids. And uh, uh, it can help not only to treat pain, but everything from anxiety to you know, post-traumatic stress disorder and stroke and so on. Other uses of VR include, you know, that doctor and residents using VR simulations to hone their skills training, right? Or to plan complicated surgeries. And VR headsets could also motivate wearers to exercise and help children with autism learn how to navigate the world. So from startup to pharma giants, 
everyone is betting on VR and there are numbers to back them up because the global virtual and augmented reality in healthcare market is expected to reach $5.1 billion by 2025, according to Grandview Research. Also, a great Accenture report called Accenture Digital Health Vision 2022, Meet Me in the Metaverse, surveyed healthcare executives and proved that more than 80% of healthcare leaders see the metaverse as having a positive impact on the future. Uh, as in the metaverse, we can transcend time and space to simulate interactions, uh, shorten learning cycles and practical procedures such as in surgical training. So we can create distinct experiences for patients that replicate the physical world but remove its constraint. We can help healthcare employees build empathy around the human experience of people aging or people with historically undeserved needs by virtually living in their shoes, right? Torbay and South Devon NHS Foundation Trust are piloting, for example, Microsoft HoloLens 2 and Dynamics 365 Remote Assist in the Breast Care Unit, where specialist nurses send real-time video feeds to consultants to get immediate advice on a patient's needs. Consultants can add digital markers and annotations to the videos to guide nurses. Imagine just like Fortnite allows 100 players to play competitively in a shared environment, this technology can enable up to hundreds of physicians to competitively and collaboratively diagnose and treat virtual patients at in-person and online medical conferences across specialties like dermatology, uh, rheumatology, and immunology. When applied in the operating room, AR adsets can digitally project a patient's digital twin on the top of the physical body during surgery. And surgeons can see the CT and MRI data inside, you know, quote-unquote, of the patient as they perform a procedure, knowing precisely where the needle, scalpel, or drill will line up with the patient's anatomy. And surgeons have already performed AR surgeries on live patients, correcting spine problems and removing tumors. And this is where the interaction and intersection of digital and physical words has real value. So, ultimately, what really separates medicine's metaverse from the hype you might be reading about is that you don't have to wait patiently like hoping to see uh you know the commercial value uh one day but from cloud-based collaborative training to ar surgical planning in many cases the value is already being realized or is you know almost happening today so the metaverse is bringing a lot of value added to patients medical professionals and for the society as a whole The second pillar I want to talk about is blockchain for health data access and sharing. So a recent Grandview research study shows that the global blockchain technology in the healthcare market was valued at $1.19 billion in 2021, and it is expected to expand at a compound annual growth rate of 68% from 2022 to 2030. So it's a lot. And this is definitely a huge opportunity. But before getting to its application to the healthcare industry, let's first understand better what the blockchain technology is. So it is basically a distributed database that is shared among the nodes of a computer network, which stores information electronically in a digital format. A blockchain collects information together in groups known as blocks that hold sets of informations and that have certain storage capacities and, when filled, are closed and linked to the previously filled block, forming a chain of data known as the blockchain. All new information that follows, uh, you know, that is freshly added blocks is compiled into a newly formed block that will also be added to the chain once filled. And when it is filled, it is kind of like set in stone and becomes a part of this time. So each block in the chain is given an exact timestamp that is add, added to the chain. So 
The blockchain is a distributed ledger technology where the database is spread out among several network nodes at various locations, which makes it decentralized. And when it comes to its potential impacts in healthcare, we can list several ones such as supply chain transparency, patient-centric electronic health records, smart contracts for insurance and supply chain settlements, medical staff credential verification and IoT security for remote monitoring, among others. And eventually, the blockchain is a powerful technology for enabling secure data sharing and access between multiple parties. This is a major challenge in digital health, where the privacy and security of medical data is paramount, but where improving the quality of care cannot happen without more coordination in management of patient data across the healthcare system and the ability to apply analytics to population-level medical data. In short, blockchain can help digital health by making it easier to share data securely with patient consent across very fragmented healthcare systems. And although the supply chain management application segment accounted for over 25% of share of the blockchain technology in the healthcare market in 2021, according to the Grandview research, we have already discussed the impact of blockchain on the medical supply chain in the pharma articles and, and, and podcasts. So I won't be repetitive here. And I recommend going and listening to episode four of this podcast and focusing more now on the health records and settlement part. So starting from the health records, healthcare systems in every country and region are struggling with the problem of data silos, meaning that patients and their healthcare providers have an incomplete view of medical history. So in 2016, Johns Hopkins University published research showing that the third leading cause of death in the U.S. was medical errors, resulting from poorly coordinated care such as planned actions not completed as intended or mistakes of omissions in patient records. One potential solution to this problem is creating a blockchain-based system for medical records that can be linked into existing electronic medical record software and act as an overarching single view of a patient's record. So it is crucial to emphasize that actual patient data does not go to the blockchain, but that each new record appended to the blockchain, whether a physician's note, a prescription, or a lab result, is translated into a unique hash function, a small string of letters and numbers. Every hash function is unique and can only be decoded if the person who owns the data, in this case the patient, gives their consent. In this scenario, every time there is an amendment to a patient record and every time the patient consents to share part of their medical record, it is logged on the blockchain as a transaction. Medical Chain is a leading example of a company working with healthcare providers to implement blockchains-enabled electronic medical records, or EMRs. It is a company that uses blockchain technology to securely manage health records for a collaborative, smart approach to healthcare. The emergence of much more complete, digitized, and shareable patient health records will have a profound impact on the healthcare market by fueling more advanced analytics. For example, personalized medicine is a promising field, but its development is severely hindered by lack of enough high-quality data. Access to more reliable and widespread population-level data would enable much more powerful segmentation and analysis of targeted medicine outcomes. A concrete example here is provided by Mayo Clinic, right? 
renowned for its high-quality patient care and known as one of the best hospitals in the U.S., has partnered with UK blockchain startup Medical Chain, which we talked about, to support the development of future services, right? The clinic's interest in blockchain will enable the two organizations to explore the benefits that could bring to medical records, providing speed, a reduction in healthcare costs, greater security, and guaranteed positive patient outcome, delivering fully connected care rather than a fragmented, siloed response. By providing the patient full access and control over their data via mobile or desktop, they will gain the capability to provide differing levels of access to various users, assigning permissions and designating who can query and write data to their blockchain health record. And by fully owning their medical records through blockchain technology, patients will be able to kind of like own their records, ensuring greater trust and transparency, as well as gaining the ability to revoke users if required in order to ensure robust data security. Approved clinicians will have the ability to read and write the patient records and indicate who has accessed their medical data, the time of access, and the types of data that have been accessed, right? Now, as to healthcare settlements, we know that there are many you know, inefficiencies and disputes among healthcare providers so that blockchain can prove to be a technology solving all of this, right? Companies such as Chronicle and Corizium provide blockchain-based systems where various players in the healthcare sector, such as pharmaceutical companies, medical device, OEMs, wholesalers, insurers, and healthcare providers can authenticate their identities as organizations, log contract details, and track transactions of goods of services, and payment settle details for those goods and services. This type of environment goes a step beyond supply chain management to enable trading partners and insurance providers in the healthcare sector to operate based on fully digital and, in some cases, automated contract terms. By having shared digital contracts between manufacturers, distributors, and healthcare organizations locked on a blockchain ledger, rather than each player having their own version of contracts, they can significantly reduce disputes you know, basically over payment chargeback claims for prescription medicines and other goods. According to Chronicle, because pricing structures often change, there are over 1 million chargeback claims made between these players every year, more than 5% of which are disputed, requiring lengthy manual resolutions. Similarly, shared smart contracts can be used to manage medical insurance contracts for patients, where Corizium states that 10% of claims are disputed. Like in other use cases, once this data is digitized and easily accessible, insurance providers can use more advanced analytics to optimize health outcomes and costs. So the third pillar here that I want to cover is digital twins for simulations and predictions. So in 2019, Kevin Kelly, the founder of Wired Magazine, wrote an amazing cover story for the magazine called Welcome to the Mirror World, where he described how augmented reality will unleash the next big tech platforms. He wrote, We're building a one-to-one world map of almost unimaginable reach. When completed, our physical reality will merge with the digital universe. So, in other words, please get ready to meet your digital twin and the digital twin of your home, your country, your office, and even of the world. And you might be like, digital twin? Especially after having read about this concept previously in uh, my, my, my articles or, or podcasts. Well, let me introduce you then to one of the first building blocks behind the metaverse, that is the concept of digital twin. So a digital twin is, according to IBM's definition, a virtual representation of an object or system or even person 
that spans its life cycle, which is updated from real-time data, and uses simulation. Machine learning and you know AI helps decision making. So imagine a large manufacturing company having digital twins of its equipment. Through them, an engineer from his home will be able to solve problems in a factory or another continent through the metaverse. The same technologies will enable office meetings that are much more productive than using today's two-dimensional video conferencing tools. Customer-facing applications can include creating digital twins in retail, offering customer service experiences that would not be possible in the physical world, and even engineering companies such as Ericsson are using digital twins to simulate the impact of trees falling on their 5G antennas. It's amazing, right? And when we get to healthcare and look to the potential implications for the industry, we can use digital twins in countless applications, from training to create digital twins of patients, to creating virtual scenarios for trainings, and so on. So medical devices and life science companies can also use this technology to teach and train healthcare professionals on their devices and therapeutics. For example, Munich-based Brain Lab created an interactive virtual version of their radiotherapy system that replicated a hospital site visit, allowing healthcare professionals to engage step-by-step with their technology and software from anywhere, anytime, all available to stream to multiple users across devices. In this and many similar cases, instead of traveling from hospital to hospital, which is, you know, challenging uh, even after the pandemics or trying to explain multi-million dollar equipment using a slide deck or video, companies can let healthcare professionals diagnose, treat and operate on virtual patients together over Microsoft Teams or like, well, especially much more immersive environments. And these technologies will move the needle at scale from a business perspective, measurably increasing time, sales and performance. When it comes to digital twins applied to patients, digital twins can capture massive amounts of patient data, right? MRI, CT, ultrasound scan, over time coalesced into the view to plan surgeries and monitor disease progression and treatment. In many cases, prototypes and replicas of the human body, hospital systems, or entire hospitals are already in use. Jack Latus, CEO of Latus Health, an online healthcare provider specializing in occupational health, believes that digital twins will eventually become test dummies for individuals that can be used to predict everything from how we will recover to surgeries, uh, from surgeries to the reaction we will have to specific medicines. This will come about through our increasing ability to map and understand individual genetics. During a recent conversation, uh, well, he said in an interview, we'll be able to fast forward. So if we age this digital twin by 10 years, based on these interventions we're doing, how does this affect the twin? You start to almost be able to see into the future. And you'll see that this is the outcome that we're going to get if we follow this protocol over the next 10 years. So a fourth pillar here that I want to cover is AI and machine learning for better health data interpretation. So I would like you to imagine the following scenario. You're the pilot of an airplane, and one day, while in the middle of the flight, one of your engines breaks down, right? Terrible. And it happens suddenly, and seemingly nothing would have been able to preview that. But the truth is that, yes, it might have been likely been possible to preview it if the airplane was filled with sensors that captured data in real time, and through AI, it would have been able to anticipate an engine stopping through correlations and simulations based on the big data it collects, pretty much like a Tesla is able to do differently from most cars. 
See, the power of big data being processed by AI, that is by definition a computer systems able to perform tasks and solve problems that normally require human intelligence such as visual perception, speech recognition, decision making and translation between languages among others. It helps us to predict more and react blindly less. And consider that we already live in a world with lots and lots of data, where more than 90% of the data generated since the beginning of humanity was generated over the last decade, and where today we got to the point of 97 zettabytes of data by the end of 2022, according to Statista, which, just to give you an idea, zettabyte is a number with 12 zeros, and that's a lot of data. And when it comes to healthcare, around 30% of all the world's data is healthcare data, with hospitals generating 50 petabytes of data each year. And by 2025, healthcare data is predicted to be growing at the highest rate of any industries. So how can big data and AI impact the healthcare sector? The truth is that there are a plethora of applications from personalized virtual care patients to improve diagnostics and predictions up to medical images interpretations and automation. Healthcare executives recognize these opportunities since, according to an Optum research, 72% of healthcare executives trust AI to support non-clinical administrative processes to allow clinicians more time for patient care. And an example is the Clara Guardian Edge AI model from NVIDIA, built on the Clara AI framework that simplifies the development and deployment of smart sensors with multimodal AI anywhere in a healthcare facility. With a diverse set of pre-trained models, reference applications, and fleet management solutions, developers can build solutions faster, bringing AI to healthcare facilities and improving patients' care. This helped in and helps in the creation of smart hospitals, a concept also brought forward by NVIDIA, that are hospitals powered by AI in order to improve patients' outcomes. AI-powered temperature sensors for screening staff and patients, intelligent video feeds to flag patients' distress, speech recognition for inputting patients' data into electronic medical records, conversational AI to explain procedures, and much more are helping to optimize efficiency in healthcare. The healthcare ecosystem is realizing, de facto, the importance of AI-powered tool in the next-generation healthcare technology. It is believed that AI can bring improvements to any process within healthcare operations and delivery. For instance, the cost savings that AI can bring to the healthcare system is an important driver for implementation of AI applications. It is estimated that AI applications can cut annual US healthcare costs by $150 billion in 2026, and a large of these cost reductions stem from changing the healthcare model from a reactive to a proactive approach, focusing on health management rather than disease treatment. This is expected to result in fewer hospitalizations, less doctor visits, and less treatments. AI-based technology will have an important role in helping people stay healthy via continuous monitoring and coaching and will ensure earlier diagnostics, tailored treatments, and more efficient follow-ups. See, the AI-associated healthcare market is expected to grow rapidly and reach $6.6 billion by 2020, you know, it was in 2021, corresponding to a 40% compound annual growth rate according to a 2017 research by Bresnik called Artificial Intelligence in Healthcare Market to See 40% Surge. Also, healthcare AI companies received record funding in Quarter 3 of 2020, reaching $2.5 billion across 122 deals, according to CB Insights. A great 
Case study comes from the U.S. with the London Medical Imaging and AI Center for Value-Based Healthcare. It is a consortium of academic, NHS, and industry partners led by King's College London and based at St. Thomas Hospital. The diverse research teams are training sophisticated artificial intelligence algorithms from a vast wealth of NHS medical images and patients' pathway data to create new healthcare tools. For patients, these will provide faster diagnosis, personalized therapies, and effective screening across a range of conditions and procedures. Through a focus and experience in value-based healthcare, the center is examining how AI can be used to optimize triage and target resources to deliver significant financial savings for the NHS and healthcare systems overall. The center has been established as part of the UK government's Industrial Strategy Challenge Fund, delivered through UK research and innovation. Now, in another case by NVIDIA, Chang'gung Memorial Hospital, Taiwan's largest medical system with a network comprising seven hospital branches, established the Center for AI in Medicine in 2018 to develop the AI strategy in, uh, at the hospital and implement AI technology in real-world clinical practice. Improving the medical diagnosis process by developing an AI machine imaging system is one of the main tasks of the center. And to accelerate its development of AI tools, uh, the hospital implemented pure storage AI RI, which is AI Red Infrastructure, right, by NVIDIA. And so basically, with the amazing uh, impacts and uh, with this solution, physicians only need to focus on training the AI model and verifying their reliability. Right. So far, the solution has been applied to a variety of projects, including the identification of hip fracture from hip radiographies, immunofluorescence, pattern recognition and blood cell type classification and so on. The blood cell type classification has reached 99% overall accuracy when compared to a machine. Two medical inspection experts and a clinical expert take around five, uh, three to five minutes to evaluate 25 images to achieve 100% accuracy. However, machine interpretation takes only two seconds to complete it. Now, the fifth pillar that I wanted to go through is IoT and 5G for better connectivity and low latency. So there is much conversation going on globally about the opportunities that 5G uh, is bringing about, right? Um, which enables a new kind of network that's designed to connect virtually everyone and everything together, including machines, objects, and devices, right? Basically, 5G, you know, is expected to be 100 times faster than 4G while handling vastly more connections, which means it is a mobile infrastructure that is going to harness the power of the Internet of Things, namely IoT. Let's look at telemedicine as an example. Basic one-on-one -on -one low touch sessions are already feasible with 4G, but 5G gives us the potential of moving these interactions many steps further, adding, for instance, sensor and virtual reality to teleconferencing enabling healthcare workers to remotely monitor vital signs during calls. In addition, because 5G allows for transfer of sizable data packages, testing patients with conditions for changes in their heartbeat, blood sugar and blood pressure multiple times a day using cloud link scanners is also very much possible. See, 5G is the connective power that makes the world of AI and Web3 positively impact healthcare. Let's look at some concrete examples related to the massive data amounts generated. So one patient can generate hundreds of gigabytes of 
data each day from patient medical records to the large image files created by MRI, CTs, or PT scans. So that a 5G project by AT&T at the Austin Cancer Center showed that adding a high-speed 5G network to existing infrastructures can help quickly and reliably transport huge data files of medical imagery, imagery which can improve both access to care and the quality of care. At the Austin Cancer Center, the PET scanner generates extremely large files, up to one gigabyte of information per patient per study. Jason Lindgren, CIO at the Austin Center uh, Cancer, said, to get that much data from one side to the town of the other, you've got to have the network performance to handle it. We used to send the files and take hours. Now, as soon as the patient leaves the scanner, the study is already on its way. It's beneficial to doctors because they can get the results that they need quicker. This is extremely powerful. Also, a report by Accenture reveals that the use of digital health technology is on the rise, with the use of wearables rising from 70% in 2020 to 24% in 2021. According to Lisa Ann Bob in her article for the Journal of Nurse Practitioners, wearables can increase patients' engagements with their health. The engagement is expected to decrease hospital costs by 16% over the next five years. Many healthcare enterprises are already investing in and deploying the first layer of programmable word technology, creating a connected foundation. For instance, 80% of the healthcare executives we surveyed said that the number of IoT edge devices deployed in their organization has significantly or exponentially increased in the past three years. This can prove to be an enormous business for telecom operators, of course, and Ericsson research showed that the revenue potential of addressing healthcare industry digitalization with 5G is enormous, pointing to an overall $75 billion estimated in 2026, broken down across the following verticals. 49.2 are patient applications, 19.8 are hospital application, healthcare, other categories 5.2, and medical data management 1.6. And with respect to the impact of the convergence between 5G and IoT, I really like the definition by Accenture that mentions that this gives rise to the programmable word. They say in the Meet Me in the Metaverse report that while the Metaverse is all about leveraging the immersive experiences of the virtual world, the programmable word is about building the next version of the physical world in healthcare. In this world, control, customization, and automation will be enmeshed in the environment around us. People will have unprecedented ability to command the world to meet their individual needs, deciding what they see, interact with, and experience with greater ease and fidelity than ever before. Healthcare enterprises will build and deliver these experiences, as well as reinvent their own operations for a new kind of world in which we can make physical spaces adaptable to cues on our needs while improving environmental sustainability. For instance, Johnson Controls is using digital tools to enhance patient safety and improve outcomes. See, when codes are called, digital controls in each patient's room are adjusted instantly to help speed response. During a medical event, a company Open Blue Code Blue Optimization uses AI to prep the room based on the configuration selected. And when button launches features such as alerting clinicians and directing them to the correct patient room, adjusting room temperature and lights, powering off media devices, and setting the patient bed to an optimal height. Consider what could come next as control, uh, digital controls might be programmed to provide direct care through robots or automatically sanitized tools after a procedure. 
Besides 5G and IoT, the technologies that make up the programmable world include smart materials, which can sense and respond to changes in their environment. And these materials can either have baked-in intelligence, thereby not requiring external computational systems to react, or they can be connected to or controlled by computational systems or direct command. Ambient computing, which uses interconnected IoT devices to integrate computing into people's lived environments and turn the world into a seamless interaction layer and eventually uh, augmented reality as a tool. The sixth pillar here that I want to cover is tokenization and NFTs for IP and data protection. So I'm really sure you've heard the NFT buzzword lately. It's impossible not to have been impacted by this term, which is for the most part related to digital art. Uh, and I'm sure you're like now, Andrea, what does this have to do with the health sector? But definitely we'll understand more and more that NFTs or non-fungible tokens uh, have applications going much beyond art and gaming. Uh, and basically what are they? they? They are thought of, you know, as a signature of digital assets, which rely on blockchain technology to prove authenticity through a ledger. By confirming authenticity, NFTs establish ownership of one-of-a-kind online assets, which can range from a simple pixelated image to a complex set of data, making it impossible to duplicate with, without permission, right? Contrary to the wide perception of NFTs only as speculative investments, the applications of NFTs in healthcare and pharma marketing are not meant to inherently just generate profits. Instead, NFTs would serve as a solution for verification of digitized health services, authentication of credentials and data, and protection of intellectual property. At its most basic level, this technology can help shorten the healthcare journey and eliminate human error. And at its peak, it can improve transparency in the space for healthcare providers and patients alike. Let's start off from data ownerships. NFTs could actually create social good by giving data ownership back to patients, argues a recent publication out of Baylor College of Medicine, specifically within the healthcare industry. And in the journal Science, a multidisciplinary team of bioethics, law, and informatics scholars wrote that NFTs, as a digital contract of ownership, could help citizens track and control who accesses their personal health records. The health record-keeping system as it exists today is an individual jumble and issuing it of it itself, and it also disenfranchises the individual who essentially loses all power to decide who can view their personal data once the clipboard leaves their hands. We have seen all of this in the blockchain chapter. After data collection, the information is transcribed into an electronic medical record, which can then be commercialized and distributed in unforeseen ways. Most importantly, that information is very valuable. Armin McGuire, senior author of the paper, says, In the era of big data, health information is its own currency. It has become commodified and profitable. An example iMedis, a blockchain-enabled healthcare platform, was among the first to launch an NFT science and medical data marketplace in 2021 and created the first NFTs for cardiologic patients containing ECG information, successfully treating patients in the metaverse. It also works in partnership with the World Federation for Neurorehabilitation, which serves up to 100 million patients and aims to use medical metaverse for VR rehabilitation services. In an interview for Omnia Health, Michael Kaldash, I made his CEO, said that medical data has two major issues. It holds intellectual property and contains royalties that must be paid. 
NFTs are unique pieces of information of the blockchain that are incorruptible and can be connected to smart contracts, paying out royalties to all the parties involved. Therefore, NFTs hold potential solutions for sharing and using medical data. Also, blood donors are marked with a specific token that can be followed through the system. The donation can be followed from transport to the hospital into a blood bank and also into its eventual recipients. Blood can also be registered by its NFT into a digital blood bank where the need for particular blood types can be tracked by a blockchain system and delivered to where it is most needed. At the same time, NFTs can help protect intellectual property. A new standard has been created, the IP. NFT. IP NFTs represent full legal IP rights and data access control to biopharma research. Most importantly, they represent the heralding of an entire new asset class, virtualized IP. This first project came out of a longevity research project from Morten Shabi Knudsen at the University of Copenhagen, where in an historic transaction, the first biopharma IP NFT was successfully transferred to a research collective. VitaDAO, to fund novel longevity therapeutics at the University of Copenhagen. This was facilitated by Molecule, a startup that aims to become an open sea of biotech IP, powering a new creator economy for researchers that allows for the rapid funding, discovery, and development of therapeutics through globally connected patients' collectives. So how will this IP NFT marketplace work? Well, in brief, it allows the IP to enter Web3, right? If Web 1 is the information layer, think Google, and Web 2 is the communications layer, think Facebook and mobile, then Web 3 is the monetization layer that connects Web 1 and Web 2. So minting IP as an NFT enables the IP to be financialized. It can held by a DAO, tokenize, have a liquid market created around it, collateralized and borrowed against. So to recap, what can an IP NFT do for you? Well, according to Tyler Golato, lead scientist for Molecule, you can fundraise commercially without needing to patent early or create a startup, engage stakeholder groups like patients directly, collaborate with other researchers to promote open science and get attention through a public marketplace, collaborate on research tasks utilizing data access control and bounty systems, and create new funding monetization strategies that take advantage of data marketplaces. Well, all of this is extremely powerful and important in the healthcare sector. Last but not least, our seventh pillar of the episode is DAOs for collaboration in research, care, and financing. So basically, I want you to ask, to ask you, do you know how a cooperative works? Well, I do a lot of speaking to cooperatives in Brazil, especially in the finance and agro sectors, and I've always been amazed by the way they are able to be more customer-centric and collaborative because of their ownership structure. That is, to explain as briefly as possible, basically a model in which the organization is owned by its customers. This definitely makes accountability much more important, makes the division of profits more egalitarian, and as I mentioned before, it makes the organization more customer-focused as the corporates, namely the customer-slash-owners, make decisions about a cooperative's uh, strategy during regular meetings. And while traditional cooperativism was born in 1844 in England, we now see a new form of cooperativism on the rise through Web3, namely the one brought about by DAOs, or decentralized autonomous organizations. So what are DAOs to start off? A DAO is a new kind of organizational structure built with blockchain technology that is often described as a sort of crypto co-op, 
In its purest form, DAOs are groups that form for a common purpose, like investing in startups, managing a stablecoin, or buying a bunch of NFTs. Consensus, a blockchain organization, defines DAOs as governing bodies that oversee the allocation of resources tied to the projects that are associated with, and are also tasked with ensuring the long-term success of the project they support. So once it's formed, a DAO is run by its members, often through the use of crypto tokens. These tokens often come with certain rights attached, such as the ability to manage a common treasury or vote on certain decisions. And how can DAOs make an impact in healthcare? Well, one of its uses can be one in order to collaborate around IP and allows for better licensing and discoverability through collaboration in research. Some examples of work in the field are, first of all, LabDAO. LabDAO connects researchers across the globe so that they can collaborate more efficiently. The team, you know, likens it to a peer-to-peer marketplace for scientists where they can trade skills, knowledge, access to lab services and equipment and result without the need to personally travel halfway, right, uh, the word, to meet them, right? For example, if scientist A has an experiment that needs equipment A, while scientist B has equipment A, scientist A can connect with scientist B to run the experiment and get the results. LabDAO aims to optimize biotech research costs, increase potential in the sphere, and facilitate cooperation on a global scale. Also, we have Genomes DAO. Genomes DAO is a genomic data security company with the aim of democratizing and decentralizing the area of genomics in the healthcare area. Founded in 2018, it aims to give ownership of an individual's genome back to the individual, targeting the security and privacy concern surrounding DNA testing and who the data is paired with. The DAO hopes that by building a worldwide database of user-owned DNA data, in the future, personalized medicine will become a reality. And unlike services such as 23andMe, it aims to ensure that ownership remains with the owner of the DNA. Well, also DAOs can be beneficial for traditional healthcare financing. An example, Definitize. Definitize is the world's first decentralized autonomous organization that uses DeFi for healthcare financing. With traditional finance continuously failing to cater to the needs of stakeholders within the industrial uh, healthcare industry, Definitize is designed to solve this issue and improve access to care on a global scale. So basically how it works, right? Users can participate by staking Solve, SolveCare's native digital currency, to mine DCare governance token and become citizens slash owners of Definitize to get a share of the income of all Definitize assets pool. Or if they can decide to fund a specific assets pool that would find a specific healthcare projects to earn interest and a share of the income that particular assets pool generates. Alternatively, the community can submit a proposal to the DAO to become a distributor. Well, this is a very innovative and new way to solve the current lack of funding present in the healthcare industry today.